Hallelujah, media team. Can you get me 2 Corinthians 3 and 17? Let's look to the word of the Lord. You have been standing. Hallelujah. I hope you did it unto the Lord because if you did, hallelujah, it'll be to his glory. And he'll bless you for it. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now the Lord, do we have it yet? There it is. Now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. Someone say the Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord. Now you all said, oh, oh, we're going to talk about liberty. Well, we may just a minute, but, but we're going to read on. 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass. What that means is with open face, that means we don't have any mask on. We, we, our, our makeup ain't dead, okay? Nothing is hiding our face. It's an open face. And, and when we're like that and we look into a mirror, we see ourselves clearly. But that's not what the scripture says. It says we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. When we look at him and we are stripped of everything that we try to make everybody else believe about us and we just see him plainly, the scripture says we are changed into the same image. We start to look like him. <laughs> from glory to glory. Someone say from glory to glory. From glory to glory even as by, and there it is again, the spirit of the Lord. Someone say the spirit of the Lord. Here's the theme. Paul couldn't go two simple verses without telling us what was going to happen, what our potential was, and he hung it all on a work of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Not Brian, thank you, Lord. Not, 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 not my brother and my sister, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Not by my might. No, no, no. Not by my power, but by His Spirit. Hallelujah. Everything is accomplished by the grace of God. We're going to minister for just a moment. Mm, that might be a stretch. It might be a little longer than that. The perpetual and progressive glory of God. The perpetual and progressive glory of God. Somebody help me pray in the sanctuary. Father, we need you right now. Your presence has been so great in this place, God. And we thank you for your holy visitation. And now, Father, we are opening the word of life. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to your children, the ones that that you love God let your word come forth in power and in anointing let it come forth in purity father unadulterated undefiled God anoint every hearer Lord anoint me your vessel in the name of Jesus Christ let's give God glory in this house Hallelujah. 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 amen you may be seated in the house of the Lord Hallelujah. I heard a collective sweaty sigh. Everybody sat down. It feels, does it feel good in the house of the Lord? Some of y'all laughing at me. I'm, I'm up here shedding water weight, y'all. God is good. I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to restore some of it. Hold on. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry y'all had to watch that. I know y'all want some. Hallelujah. Let me say again that we honor all those that have fallen, the family members of those that have fallen on Memorial Day, it is a sobering thought indeed to think that just in American wars, over a million lives have been claimed, and so we do not want to forget those that have fallen. And let me say that I want to honor our spiritual warriors, hallelujah, that are in battle in the Lord's army every day, day in and day out. You have covered me, hallelujah, with your prayers, hallelujah. It's because of you that the church has prospered. Come on. You say, well, I thought that was God. God waits. He said, ask and you shall receive. I'm, a, I'm so off topic. I just want to honor, honor everybody that's in the body today. And let me, let me say I certainly honor my pastor and this ministry team. Have mercy, Brother Tierney. A new altar last Sunday night, the presence of the Lord so thick in this place. Hallelujah. Brother Jordan ministered simply faith. Brother Colbert last week. How many did we have baptized last week? Four baptized. How many received the gift of the Holy Ghost? Four. Okay. Oh, see how that works? Come on, all my carnal friends. How many have ever been to a stadium where they had a noise meter? Any ever been to the stadium? Oh, see, Brother Jonathan. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I've been there too, Brother Lord. I confess. 
Do you know the noise meter is on maximum in heaven when a soul gets buried in Jesus' name? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad about it. Thank you, Lord. And Brother Rockland, this past Wednesday night, so thankful for the Lord and the way that he ministers to his church. He's faithful. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going I'm to say I'm thankful for my wife. She's not in here. So you know it's real, right? Well, you might all go tell her. That wouldn't hurt my feelings, you know. But I'm so thankful for my wife. We've been married over 20 years now. God has been so good to us. She is fifth-generation apostolic Pentecostal. Her great-great-grandmother, a lot of you don't know this, her great-great-grandmother pastored a church on the border down in Texas, on the Mexico border, and it was a revival church at the turn of the century. She's got something in her that I haven't seen and you haven't seen, but let me go ahead and tell you, it's going to come out. Hallelujah. It's going to come out. I'm so thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my son, Kedrick Isaac. I love you. I know I'm embarrassing you, boy. I ride him like a bull in an arena. I ride that boy so hard. I'm type A. I'm a hard dad. It, oh, man, there's 10. Why did you? How come? Where are you? For every one, you did okay, you know. But uh, I asked the Lord to heal him. Heal him, God. Save him from me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let him feel your grace and glory. I'm so thankful for my daughter, Brooklyn. And I want to just testify in the house of the Lord that a California judge, Friday before last, declared Braylon Ray Duvall my daughter. Hallelujah. And a California court. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just have to testify. I got to give him glory because it was a work of his hand. I see all you're smiling at me because it was just awesome to behold. Was it not? Was it not? And uh, just a, a short month or two ago, Marla and I ministered about the story of the process of her adoption before it was completed. We're going to make copies of that service available to you. If you'll just let Connect Point know that you want a copy, and we'll make, the, we'll, we'll make sure that you get a copy of that if you're interested. A number of people approached me about that testimony and Braylon's story. So we want to make that available uh, for $20 each. All proceeds will go to a home for Brian Duvall. No, I'm just kidding. It'll be free. It'll be free. All right. All that's out of the way. Somebody say, God is good. When? God is good. Hallelujah. In the gospel, according to Matthew, in the 16th division, it's there that we see this unique occurrence. And that chapter spans a little bit of time because one of the significant things that happens in that chapter is Peter receives the keys to the kingdom. Not Peter, but we do. And if you remember the story, Jesus asked Peter, inquires, and says, who do men say that I am? And Peter was like, oh, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Mic drop, right? And, and God was like, whoa, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, right? It was a spiritual revelation. So we know that Peter understood who Jesus was. So we fast forward, and I don't know if it's hours, days, or weeks, but we fast forward, and the Bible tells us in the very same chapter that, that uh, Jesus began to describe to his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem and that he was going to suffer at the hands of the rulers, and he began to explain to them and to prepare them, right, that he was going to die. And, and here in this, in, this, in this story in Matthew 16, Peter gets indignant, and the Bible says he rebuked Jesus. Whoa, Pete, get a little big for your britches. <laughs> but the Bible says he rebuked Jesus and said these things aren't going to be so. And Jesus was not to be rebuked and to back down, but he then rebuked Peter. And he said, get thee behind me, Satan. How many of you the Lord has ever called you Satan? I didn't say your spouse. Put your hands down. I said, the Lord called you. Say, and so this is an intense moment. Do you all feel the gravity of that? When Jesus calls you Satan, that's intense. And he says something that's very key that I want to talk about for just a moment. He says, thou savorest not the things of God. Thou savorest not the things of God. Now, just put a pin in that. Hold on to it. If we go back all the way to Matthew 5, one of the most famous sermons in, in, in the Gospels, it's the Sermon on the Mount. 
And it's here that Jesus declares that we are the light of the world, we are the salt of the earth, and we are a city on a hill. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Now that's exactly right. So here we are, and, and we are listening to the words of Jesus, and he says something. Now, God deals in if-thens, if-thens. Y'all know what an if-then is? If you clean your room, then we'll go get ice cream, right? If you don't, then I'll tan your heart, right? These are if-then statements. Do you know that God deals in if-thens? If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Do you understand what I'm saying? Seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then, oh, oh, then, oh, then. But Lord, I want ice cream now. Where's the if? Oh, Lord, I'm getting all out of order and off on a tangent. So here we are in Matthew 5. We're back in Matthew 5. Y'all with me back in Matthew 5? And he says, if the salt of the earth has lost its savor, then it is good for nothing And it's, it's, it really, Brother John, it's good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Now, when I look around the world today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an observation. I see a lot of people and individuals, I've talked to them, that feel like they're good for nothing. I, 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 I encounter individuals that feel outcast. I don't fit in. I don't feel a part. I don't feel like I have a purpose. I feel, I, I, I observe individuals that, that say they feel like they've been walked on. I'm tired of people walking on me. Am I alone? Have anybody observed this? This is a condition in the world and it's a condition in the church. So let's go back. The then is... Right? There's an if then. If the salt loses its savor, then it's good for nothing. Oh. Well, if we end up in a then, we need to check into the if and understand what happened. What happened? And here in Matthew chapter 16, the Greek for savor, when Jesus rebukes Peter, it means you don't understand the things of God. You don't understand, Peter. You don't get it. You understand a little, you understand who I am, but you don't understand that there is a bigger picture. You don't understand that there's more, that it doesn't stop with who I am. Let me say something to the church real quick right here at the onset. We cannot lose our understanding. We have to understand who we are. We have to understand who God is. We have to understand how he operates. And we have to understand that he's bigger than our perspectives. We have to understand that when I fail, he doesn't. We have to understand that when I'm not faithful, he is. We have to understand that he is high and that he is lifted up. That everything is already under his feet. We have to understand a few things about about God. We have to understand that he can and will provide all of our needs according to his riches in glory. I wonder if for just a moment the church could understand a few things. Hallelujah. It'll keep you from feeling downtrodden. It'll keep you from having a perspective of an outcast. It will keep you from an esteem that says I'm good for nothing. Church, I submit this to you this morning. There's always a bigger picture. There's always a greater plan. There's always a purpose that goes beyond fellowship and revelation for a point in time. You have experienced the here to now, but Lord, give us understanding. Now, my pastor is one of the greatest teachers that has walked the earth since Christ. And he loves a good word study. Not a word search, but a word study. And if you come on Wednesday nights, then your faith is through the roof, and you've already been encouraged. And if you haven't, then you've missed all kinds of things. But what he has taught us is that understanding is what is under your standing. That's what pastor teaches. How many have heard him preach it before? 
It's what's under your stand. In other words, what I'm standing on, what's underneath me, that, that foundation, you know my foot had nigh slipped, but it didn't. Hallelujah. That sure foundation, <laughs> that word of truth, glory to God, it comes to me by understanding. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're going to get somewhere in a minute. I believe it. Hallelujah. Is it important that we stand? Is it important that we stand? Paul writes to Ephesus. What does he say? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now here in Ephesians 6.12 is the understanding. Here it comes. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There's understanding. The most dangerous battle that we will ever be in is the one we don't know we're in. It's real easy. Austin, stand up for me, bro. Everyone say, God bless Brother Austin. Baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, embarrassed right now. Hallelujah. God bless him. Amen. Now face me. Face me, it's easy if you're walking through school and a 40-year-old bully, he's flunked for 23 years, right? If he comes up, pop, and hits you in the mouth, are you in a struggle? Yeah. Okay, you're in a struggle. Very good. He passed with flying colors. Amen. He passed. So he's in a struggle. But in the spirit world, it's not always that obvious. Here's how it shows up. Well, my joy is missing. I'm not sure where it went. Well, I'm at odds with my children. I'm not sure why. Well, me and the wife, uh-oh. Can I be real for a minute? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Do you understand? So this is understanding. So today when you walk out of here and you feel strife and you want to react in this flesh, look at the situation. And if it's an individual, look away from the situation. Just have it in your mind. And say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, be glorified in my circumstance and have understanding that that is the battle that needs to be fought. Hallelujah. 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 It was good for me. Hallelujah. Wherefore, the scripture says in 13, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Your understanding is what enables your standing. I, if I step off into nothing, I'm not standing there. Right? But as long as I'm here, I'm safe. Y'all, you all were hoping I would do it, but I didn't. But while I have something under my feet, I can stand. I can brace for impact. Hallelujah. Let the winds blow. Hallelujah. Let the waves roll. Hallelujah. I've got something to stand on. It's an understanding. Hallelujah. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Your loins. What flows from the loins? Life. Life. Man and woman come together in God's beautiful plan and life flows from the loins. Everywhere that you go, let life flow from you. Let it flow from your speech. Hallelujah. Let it flow from your giving. Let it flow from your empathy. Let it flow from your perspectives. Hallelujah. Life-sustaining, edifying virtue. Let it flow. Encouragement, esteem, and compassion. This is the armor of the saint of God. Take on the breastplate of righteousness. Young people, I, I, I got to tell you, I haven't seen anybody wearing a physical breastplate this morning. And I'm encouraged by it because it'd be a little odd and I just want you to know it might have been a distraction during worship you know somebody sporting a breastplate was like whoa what's the guy doing okay and 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 but here's the thing about a breastplate a breastplate is a fixed a breastplate stand up for me Ryan the breastplate goes on do you have to hold it with your hand no it doesn't fall off but there's straps it's a fix to your body you can sit down my friend and the breastplate is there because it's protecting your your heart your heart. It's a breastplate of righteousness. My God. It's important to have this understanding. Now, now righteousness is akin to holiness. And I know one of them we don't like to talk about, and the other one we're not a favor of either. Because it goes against everything that is flesh. You know why? Because it's uncomfortable. When I'm in a breastplate, man, I can't sleep good. I try to roll over on my side. It's cutting into my shoulder blade. I laid on my back, and the buckle was in my... You understand what I'm saying? So, Brian, you're being silly. Well, of course I am. That's how I am. But I just want you to say, I just want you to know that a breastplate is affixed to you. 
The church of the living God needs to have some things that are affixed to them. They may not be comfortable. And in social circles, people may look at them and say they don't look like everybody else. Uh-oh, crickets. But there's something that's happening there because the heart is being protected. It's understanding. Hallelujah. It's righteousness. Now, the righteousness comes from God, but it's manifest in the flesh. What do you mean by that, Brian? Well, righteousness affects everything I do. It affects an honest day's labor. It affects my conversations. It affects my giving. It affects how I look, how I walk, how I talk. Do you want to walk right? Hallelujah. Then take on the breastplate of righteousness. Let God establish it in you. And don't be afraid to wear it. Let them look. Hallelujah. There are some venues that the child of God ain't supposed to be in anyway. So just go ahead and let the breastplate be upon your person. Hallelujah. 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 My God. Hallelujah. Come apart. Be ye separate. Don the breastplate and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Is that not what the scripture says? Then make sure you got your gospel of peace shoes on. Because everywhere you go, whether there's strife, whether there's pain, you have peace. The peace of the kingdom of God. It is in you by the power of the Holy Ghost. It is not to keep the peace, but it is to walk in to turmoil and it is to make the peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Understand that this gospel that we have received is a gospel of peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. I've got to understand that everywhere I go, everywhere that I go, there's a spirit of peace about me. Not a spirit of contention. Not a spirit of, of strife. I don't walk into a, a circumstance and cause a mushroom cloud. That's not what Jesus did. I walk into a circumstance and it diffuses all of the angst, hallelujah, because I have understanding that the gospel of peace is on my feet. Lord, have mercy. I am taking so much time, but I got to tell you something. I'm enjoying this. This is, this is edifying me, hallelujah. The scripture says, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. If you like fiery better, we'll say it that way, the fiery darts of the wicked. Somebody said, faith, 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 it's a shield to us. It's a shield to us. You don't need a whole lot, but you do need to use what you got. <laughs> you do need to use what you do have. Now, here's an interesting observation about faith. Faith requires action on whose part? Everybody say it. On my part. That's why it's a shield. The shield isn't like the breastplate. The breastplate is attached to you. The shield hangs on the arm of flesh. And we use the shield to deflect what the enemy would direct at us. My God. Think about it for a moment. What happens when your faith gets weak? Well, you better have a breastplate on. <laughs> Some of you will figure it out. Because there's a movement that says, well, all you do is just believe. Man, I've heard people tell kids that that are trying to be athletes. You don't just believe. You better run hard and hit the ball. Come on. Belief is as good as the action, come on, that it is associated with. When I say I believe with every fiber of my being, I am swinging up that shield of faith and putting it in front of me. And I'm saying, bring it on. Let the fiery darts rain. I've got a shield of faith and I will not be deterred. Hallelujah. I am a victor in Christ Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. So keep the breastplate affixed in case your faith is weak, but let your faith be strong. We'll get to how faith grows here in a second, but take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God, keep my mind. God, keep my mind. I've got to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm saved in the name of Jesus. I'm in my right mind. I'm not conformed to this world, but I'm transformed. This is what it means to don the helmet of salvation. Hallelujah. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Glory to God. Glory to God. It'll confound the wisdom of this world. But there is a helmet of salvation for the believer. The scripture says the carnal mind, my fleshly mind, Brian's mind, where his thoughts go, whoo, is death. 
It's the enemy of God. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. In the Holy Ghost. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. The scripture says, wield the word. The word is quick and it's powerful and it's sharp and it's surgical and it's my offense. Speak the word. There's power in the word. Study the word. Declare the word. Quote the word. Share the word. Here's where the arm of faith is made strong. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the... Hearing by the... Hearing by the word of God. Praise the name of Jesus. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Y'all with me? Bruno and Drake, they don't understand anything I'm talking about. And everyone over 25 doesn't know what I just said either. Because they're in the wisdom of the world. All about the money and the girls and the materialism and the pride. And it creeps into every little thing. It's all about the fidgets and the spinners and all every distraction known to man. Anything but walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. But when we have understanding. Oh, my God. When we have understanding of who we are, we know that we're the salt of the earth. We know that we're preserving this whole thing from going up in flames. That's what salt does. It preserves. We know that we're enhancing the flavor of every circumstance, enhancing the flavor of every individual's life. We know that everywhere we go, there's fullness and glory that flows from us because we're salt. We're salt. We're salt. You know what happens with salt water? You get your wound in it for a minute. What happens? It heals. It starts to heal. There's salinity in the believer. Hallelujah. Do you know when you walk into circumstances where there's pain, that if you're the salt of the earth, if you've got your Savior, if you have your understanding, there's going to be healing virtue flow from you, from your hands, from your feet, from your mouth, everywhere that you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. I'm not even going to try to convince you that I believe in prayer, church, but let me, let me just say it real, real, real monotone like I'm not trying to be convincing. I believe in prayer. Mm, I believe it's noon. Hallelujah. Everybody all right in the house of the Lord? Okay, we're going to take off here. This is where it goes. If the salt has lost its savor, it's thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out, to be trodden underfoot of men. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed, destroyed for lack of knowledge. Again, I see a lot of individuals. They're precious in God's sight. Hallelujah. And they're under the sound of my voice even, but they feel like they're good for nothing. They're the salt of the earth, but they've lost their savor. Salt of the earth, but they've had their understanding darkened. Believing the lie of the enemy. They had faith, but, but they misplaced it. Like their keys, they can't find it. Something got sideways. Misplaced identity, misplaced faith. Destroyed for lack of knowledge. Walked on, discarded. Why, why, why? No savor. A lack of understanding. When you don't understand, it's easy to believe a lie. When somebody doesn't understand, it's easy to lead them astray. When my daughter comes to me and says, Dad, I need help with this math problem. And I say, well, do it this way. She doesn't know the difference because she hasn't learned it yet. Do you know that's what the enemy of your soul does to the believer every single day? When they don't have understanding, he'll just make something up. Well, smoke this, drink this, get in a relationship with him. What? Are you kidding me right now? I am so digressed. Listen to me, church. We've got to have understanding because we are the children of God. And he has brought us out of darkness into this marvelous life. Hallelujah. I want to go ahead, and I'm going to try to proclaim a truth or two to you this morning. I hope that was good for your soul. But listen to me for just a quick second. God did not perpetrate the world's greatest head fake when he robed himself in flesh. He wasn't duping anybody. He didn't bleed and die on an old rugged cross to portray some sort of prank. God did not send his spirit that you and I would have to live confounded by life's circumstance. Paul writes in our text that we are changed from glory to glory. It's here in 2 Corinthians 3 that Paul is talking about Moses coming down off Mount Sinai. And Israel beheld him and said, man, he's glowing. He's been, he's been out of the nuclear plant. What's going on? They didn't know what to say because the glory of God shone on his face. But then, but then Paul keeps going as he's writing to Corinth. And he says, there's a greater glory now because Jesus Christ has come and his spirit has been born in you. We went from glory to glory. Do you understand? 
understand? It's progressive and it's perpetual and it doesn't stop. He's not done with you. He's not done with you. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Come on, church. Hear what I'm saying for just a moment. Hear what I'm saying. God is a God of more. Someone say more. He's a God of abundance. Someone say abundance. He is not about just what was, and he's not even about what just is, but he is about what will be. We're, 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 we're having problems wrapping our brain around where everything's headed, how the situation is going to end. Well, I'll tell you how it's going to end. I'm going to speak faith right now. I heard one, one, one individual had a CAT scan, needed the Lord to perfect it. It's perfected in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're going from glory to glory. We had another individual granddaughter. The doctor has said imminently that she will lose her sight. She's going to be blind. Let me testify to you. Let me testify to you for a minute. My, 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 my son went to an audiologist who told me that he had a condition, enlarged aqueduct syndrome, that he would be deaf by his teenage years. It turned out the only voice he couldn't hear was mine. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you right now, God healed him in his body. God healed him in his body. I wish we would give some praise to the Lord of hosts this morning. He is a healer, and he will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This one needed direction. That one needed healing. Lord, I know your name is greater than Sister Joanne's cancer. I know that your blood still flows in 2017. You're taking us from glory to glory. I praise you for what you're going to do. Let the hand of the Lord be established. Glory to God. Haggai 2.9, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the the former house. What are you talking about? I'm talking about glory to glory. The glory of God in the church. The glory of God in the world. In your life and in mine is a perpetual and it is a progressive glory. God is a God who takes pleasure in outdoing what he's already done. God is a God who takes pleasure in outdoing what he's already done. <laughs> Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater, someone say greater, greater works than these shall he do, because the glory of God is perpetual, and it is progressive. You think what God in Christ did was amazing? Jesus said, I will not always be with you, but I shall be in you, <laughs> from glory to glory. It was good when he was here, but I'm so glad he's here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. From glory to glory, you'll be my witnesses. Witnesses of what? Witnesses of the work that my spirit, the spirit of the Lord, will do in you and in the earth. As I look back over my life, church, and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I've got a testimony. I've watched him. I've watched him from glory to glory to glory. I'll get real for just a minute. We're in overtime. If y'all need to leave, you got a barbecue, go do what you got to do. Go with God. Here's what I'm trying to tell the church right now. I got married at a young age. It probably wasn't advisable. You know what I did? I asked God, Lord, give me that woman. That girl, that child bride, hallelujah, she was young, I was young, everybody was young. Let me, let me marry her, Lord. I love her. I love her. Now, he doesn't always answer that prayer. In this case, he answered mine. We were the product of a church split. It's true. You don't need to go back, and I don't want to glorify anything. We weren't allowed to be together. Thank you, Brother Charlie. Hallelujah. We weren't supposed to be together. But the Lord put us together. What God has put together, let no man put asunder. Hallelujah. Listen, he answered that prayer. But then we found out. We were uneducated, and we were broke as the Ten Commandments, and we weren't going nowhere fast. That's right. Give, making our parents nervous. Hallelujah. I was making minimum wage on a good day. Hallelujah. Because I was straight commission. Yeah. And she was making, I, I think she 15 cents over minimum wage. We got, a, we got ourselves a little $150 a month apartment. Guys, I said, I said I, we've been married 20 years, not 200 $150, you can figure out exactly how nice that was, okay? Hey, you want to be in a breeze? That's fine. Stand next to a closed window. It'd blow right through. Hallelujah. 
And I remember we didn't have any money. I mean, we, we, the rent checks were bouncing like rubber balls. I mean, it was bad news. We weren't being good witness even. I was apologizing to old Mrs. Ludicky. Mrs. Ludicky, she was 110 then. I don't know how old she is now. But she, that, that must be why she never raised the rent. I don't know what happened. She got stuck in 1920 or something. And, and praise the Lord for it. I know I'm being funny, but I'm testifying to you for just a minute. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. I remember we needed a car. We didn't know what we were going to do. We went down to Coleraine Avenue and wound up in a, in a new Jeep uh, Cherokee, the little one. It was cloth, you know. We wasn't trying to be high rollers or anything. And here we go. And I said, babe, do you like it? She says, I love it. I love that new car smell. I said, well, they're probably going to come get it Monday when the bank's open after they run. Yeah, I'm just telling you the gospel truth. But you know, they never came back after the car. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on. I got to testify. You know, it's starting to, it's starting to well up in me now. I, mean, I got to testify from glory to glory. I remember the first missionary that came through the church and said, I'm going to tell you all about faith promise. If you have faith that make a promise to God that you'll give, then he'll bless you. Well, we didn't have money, but you know what we did? We said, we'll give $50 a month. $50. We can do that. No, we couldn't really, but we did it. But you know what? God provided the $50. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me give you an update. Let me give you an update. It wasn't a few short years later. Faith promise was 200, 400. Come on. I'm telling you right now, and I'm not trying to expose all my business, but we've gone from glory to glory. I'm telling you right now, we've given over a thousand a month of missions for years, for years now. And it would be real easy to stop. Listen to me. Listen to me. When this son of mine, when he was born, he had these fevers that would rage. We didn't know what would happen. We didn't know what was going on. He'd lay on the couch. He'd be lethargic. I said, hey, Kay, you want to play ball? 104, raging fever, raging fever. We took him to Children's Hospital. They ran all kinds of battery tests. He'd get better for 30, 40 days, and all of a sudden, fever, whoom, lay him out. They came to us. They said he has a condition. It's called periodic fever syndrome. I said, really? That's original. Did you just come up with that? Listen to me. Listen to me. We prayed over Kedrick Isaac. He had not had an episode since. Do you understand? I'm telling you, glory to glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God in heaven. Woo! Hallelujah. I've got to testify. He takes us from glory to glory. Now, I know there's people under the sound of my voice that are going through trial right now. You're going through tribulation. You can't see the end from the beginning. It hurts. And I'm here to tell you, I could point back to my test. I could point back to my trial. I can point back to my trauma. But I can also point back to my testimony. And I can also point back to my landmark. And I can also point back to the faithfulness of God because he gives us a progressive and perpetual glory to glory to glory to glory. Glory, hallelujah. Woo. Romans chapter 5 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I said we rejoice in the hope of the glory. You can't rejoice in hope of glory when you're experiencing it. Huh? You can only rejoice in the hope of it. Well, won't we have a time when we get over yonder? Well, because of the hope, we shout, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of us are in the precursor. We're in the pregame show of God's glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. How many are there in tribulation right now? Come on. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Oh, there was glory in the tribulation, but he took me to the glory that comes in patience. Watch it. It's a progressive. He's adding more. He's adding more. Knowing that the tribulation worketh patience and patience experience. Well, now I look back. It started as tribulation, but the Lord gave me patience, and now I've got experience, and I can tell somebody else it's going to be all right it's gonna be all right hallelujah hallelujah and patience works experience and experience works more hope we started with hope we ended with hope hallelujah it's a progression from glory to glory to glory hallelujah hallelujah my lord and hope maketh not ashamed huh you hoping in your unicorns you might be ashamed but hope in jesus christ you won't be ashamed Hallelujah. Put your hope and your confidence and your faith in him. What started as tribulation is changing from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Second Peter, quickly, quickly. One and five. Besides this, giving all diligence. Man, is that ever a lost word in the Christian church? Diligence. When's the last time you heard somebody teach a five-part series on diligence? But you go Google it. See how many times it's in the New Testament. The Lord wants diligent people. 
Diligent people. I want to testify right now for the men's prayer yesterday. The Holy Ghost moved in this place like I'm telling you right now. This young man right here, Jamie Diley, he was in the spirit, hallelujah, the day before the Lord's Day, hallelujah. He was in the spirit over there. I was, I was being blessed listening to him pray. And I, I listened to him plead the blood over every child that comes in and out of these doors. I listened to him plead the blood over these communities. I listened to him declare the glory and the wonder of God. Hallelujah. And you know what he was doing? He was quoting scripture. Scripture. One day he woke up and he told me all of a sudden all the scripture was just in his head. He don't know where it came from. There was some diligence. He got into the book, and the book got into him. And then the book came out of him, and it's changing everything around him from glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. So here we are, Jamie. And because you've got diligence, God wants to add <laughs> faith to it. And when you get faith, he's not going to stop there and say, good boy, now you're done. Go to the park and recreate. No, no, no. He's saying, now I want you to add virtue. And from your virtue, knowledge. And knowledge, temperance. And temperance, patience. My God in heaven. And, te and, and to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. If these things be in you, then you know what happens. Then you're fruitful. What type of glory am I talking about? It started with diligence. And there was just a progression. I wish somebody would just take the Lord by the hand and walk with him for a minute. Just walk with him. Let him take you from glory to glory to glory. Let him take you deeper 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 we got plenty of churches that want to keep you in the kiddie pool that's fine i'm thankful for it they're telling jesus or telling everybody that jesus loves them thank you lord please start with that but god is not done he's got a greater work to do in you get a thirst in your soul and in the fiber of your being to see his glory hallelujah hallelujah all right one more we're done 12 14 i gotta stop man i got some good stuff hallelujah that sounded terrible. I don't have anything. God has given me a full heart this morning is what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm excited about it. Brian just showed up. Forget Brian. Hallelujah. I need somebody. Somebody. Dylan, come here. Looking good. Don't be afraid, son. Fear not their faces. Hallelujah. All right, Dylan, put your hands out. Put your hands out. Put your hands out and open. No, no, put them out in front of you. You're going to be all right, man. Come on. Dylan, I want you to have this. This is, uh, this is, I just got it out of the pulpit, so I have to look. Chapstick, skin protecting. Eight-hour moisture. Sounds like a good get. Eight hours. This ain't the four-hour one. It's the eight-hour one, okay? Now, I want you to hold that, okay? You can put that hand in your pocket. I only got one gift. Okay. Now, here's what happens. Put, put, put your hand out. Put your hand out. God gives us something. And then he wants to give us something more. But we're holding on to what he gave us. Hey, Dylan, don't open your hand. You, you go ahead. This is glory. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying to give you more. This, this is actually anointing. That's an accident. I just saw it over there and picked it up. You got chapstick. <laughs> you probably rather have the anointing. And God's coming. He's trying to, trying to give you more. You can be seated. I, can, I got it from here. See, when he blessed me, I could have said, oh, Lord, thank you for getting me out of that jam. Now you've given me something to manage. You've given me something to take care of. You've given me something to hold on to. But God is saying, I have more. My gift is perpetual and it's progressive. My glory didn't stop with one victory. But if you will open up your hand and if you will lift back up to heaven what I gave you, I might just replace it with more glory. <laughs> There's people under the sound of my voice. 
You've been blessed financially. You've been blessed in your ministries. You've been blessed relationally. I want you to know God is not done with you. Quit taking your Saturdays to manage your blessing and bring your blessing back to God and let him bless you even more because he is a God of perpetual and progressive blessing and glory from glory to glory to glory to glory. Everything I got is yours, God. Everything I got is yours, Lord. I've got to have a hands up. Everybody stand. A hands open, selfless posture. Everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. My Lord, my God in heaven. What would happen, church, if we yielded? What would happen? What would happen? I've told you all this before. Maybe I teach it in leadership training. I can't remember. They do a battery of tests on elementary students. Do you know four- and five-year-olds show an 80 to 90% aptitude for creativity? 80 to 90% of them exhibit tremendous creativity. They run the same battery of tests on adults, and it's less than 10%. What happened? What happened? We just got used to it. We just got used to everything being the way it's always been. Well, let me, let me shake you for just a minute. Let me, let me put you in the DeLorean and take you back to your childhood. If you could have the faith of a child for just one moment, let me ask you a hypothetical question. What would happen if universally the first apostolic church began to yield? What would happen if universally the first apostolic church began to give? But you know, you know what you've experienced to date, it's been good, but it's nothing compared to the perpetual and progressive glory that God has reserved for his own. I came by for just a moment to push on the box, push on the box that you've got got in just to nudge it a little bit I just want somebody to say oh what was that what was that I came by and I just you weren't watching but I want to flick your thermostat and, and just mess up your comfort zone for just a minute what would happen if men of God said you know what Lord I'm coming into the sanctuary and I'm going to bind together with my brothers until heaven moves until heaven moves until we see your glory we've got to behold him the Old Testament tells me of a time when the priest could not stand to minister in the sanctuary because of God's glory. And I want you to know we had a taste of it here this morning. And I thought for a second, some of y'all wishing I would have gone with it. I might not get to minister because of the glory that was in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I don't, I don't want to be carnal or callous. But we're not doing a traditional altar call. Brother Andrew, if you have a song, go ahead and play. If not, go ahead and chord. We're not going to do a traditional altar call. If you feel compelled to come and lay something down here, I'm asking you to do it. But what God wants to do in your life is bigger than the next few moments. Does that make sense to you? What God wants to do in your life is bigger than one more episode of tears and repentance. That's needful. But he wants to take you from glory to glory to glory. His glory is perpetual. I'm literally telling you that what he shows you on Tuesday is going to be greater than what he showed you on Monday. And what he showed you on Wednesday is going to be greater than what he showed you on Tuesday because he's taking us from glory to glory to glory. I was listening to a minister this week. He said God laid it on his heart to feed the homeless in his community. He got together with a bunch of other organizations and they began to make plans and they did all this. And, 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 oh Lord, forgive me. In classic church planning fashion, somehow they forgot the meat. They forgot the meat. How do you forget the meat? You're supposed to feed the homeless. They don't, they don't want vegetables. <laughs> so he was meeting with his team. He said, I don't know what we're going to do. He said, we're expecting over a thousand people that we've got to feed. He said, what are we going to do? He said, well, we got to pray. We've got we to pray. So they go to prayer. Lord, you've got to make a way. Lord, you've got to provide. I can already feel some of you aren't ready to receive and believe what I'm about to tell you. That's sad. I 
I got my face shield up. He gets back to his office. The secretary said, Pastor, you got a phone call. They said, it's urgent. Call him. He called up, and it was a general manager of Trader Joe's supermarket. Trader Joe's. He said, hey, Pastor, I don't know how to say this. This is just weird. He said, but we had a massive power failure. He said, all the meat in our entire meat department and section of the grocer, I can't sell it because the power's been out for too many hours. He said, I, I didn't know if there was any way. He said, it's, it's, it's a lot of meat. I'm not sure. Steak, pork chops, rib, burger. Come on. He said, I don't know if really you even have the means, but if you could come take this off our hands, you can have it. news LeBron James broke some record who cares I want to know the glory of God I want to see his glory (laughs) time is failing time is failing I could go on. I've got personal testimonies. I've got testimonies that I could that I could recite that I've heard. But let me tell you, we serve an if-then God. We serve an if-then God. If God be for us, then who can be against us? Hallelujah. Here's one you have to study to make sure you get it right. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. That time he put the then in front of the if. If you have love for one another, then the whole world will know. That's, that's his people. Oh, my heart is full this morning. Brother Andrew, sing. Brother Andrew, sing. If you need to come to the altar, I'm asking you to do it now. If you want special prayer, the elders and the pastors of this assembly will join with you and pray. But I'm asking you wherever you are to put both hands in the air and ask God to lead you in a perpetual and progressive pursuit from glory to glory to glory that his spirit might be made manifest in our lives and that we might be changed by the power of his presence hallelujah i know we're past the hour i'm not going to formally dismiss we're going to tarry if you need to socialize please do it outside and you can be dismissed